0: Mornings on the Bear 92.5 with Cadillac Jack and Donna. You get free delivery, a lifetime warranty, and a full bucket of crazy. If you
1: want those people that wants to take pictures of people up their skirts in the Target, if you want to steal our mail, and if you're a porch pirate, you better stay the hell away from here because we've had it. Get on back. You see someone in the Target today trying to take, take a picture out. of you, of your shorts? Them take them out. Throat punch them.
0: Um, the Bear 92.5 does not encourage throat punching anyone. Cadillac Jack and Donna. She's the crazy one.
2: My name is Cadillac Jack, I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years, welcome to My Second Act, a podcast where we talk about things you're talking about with family and friends, conversations about current events, pop culture, headlines in the news, trends, music, and often revealing and endearing personal stories about marriage, parenting, and personal growth. Welcome to Cadillac Jack and Donna, My Second Act.
1: My name is Donna. I'm Caddy's wife. Okay, so I've been watching all these TikTok videos, as I do, when I get in bed. I am that meme of where I sit around all day and I'm like, I have so much to do. Oh, my God. I'm so tired. I have so much to do. And I do because I'm working, but we all are. And then I'm like running around. But then I'm so tired and then I get in bed you and, watch I just, and I just hours. start watching these little cat videos and, and beaver people watching beavers and all this stuff. And I just, I can't, I can't go to bed. It's just crazy. And And like, I literally have my clock set for every day for um, 5.30 a.m., and that's push it to 5.45, and I'm laying in bed watching cat videos till three in the morning. I'm getting, on average, two hours and 45 minutes of sleep.
2: And you blame it on TikTok.
1: Seriously. These videos, well, I have to have some can't. self-control. I know. I just can't stop. I used to watch TV, but now I'm not even reading books because they put me to sleep. These TikTok videos keep me awake. But anyways, back to my ticker-talkers. They're it, there are all these videos right now while the christmas lights are out of people driving their cats and specifically Siamese cats through like taking them around the neighborhoods and showing them the lights and everything and they they put their little paws up on the um windowsill and they look at all the lights and so Charlotte and I our 17 year old are going to go to a Marisbank amphitheater out near us because they have these great they have this light thing this year. And we we were going to take Roscoe because we thought, oh, he'd love to get out and see the lights. But the reality is...
2: Uh, neither Ming nor Roscoe want to get no, out and see the lights. That's that's not, the reality. No, that's not the yeah. reality.
1: The reality is Roscoe goes out a lot for puppuccinos. So Charlotte takes him all the time through Starbucks. Like, they know him at the Starbucks. Ming does not get out a lot. and so we most
2: cats don't, though.
1: Right. But we are going to take Ming through these lights. And I'll take some video and... We're working on the social media channel, and, and I'll upload it so you all can see it, or you can just go to mine. But I mean, it, I'm telling you, this is going to be life changing for Ming. It really is
2: for me, or for Ming.
1: Ming, not Why? for you. Why not is it going to be life changing? Because she doesn't know what she doesn't know.
2: Right. Most so cats don't, though, Don. Most cats never leave the house. They're not. They're, they're domesticated for a reason.
1: Right. So her little world is very small, and this is an opportunity. I mean, you live
2: in a three thousand square foot home.
1: Anyways, it's not th- like you're in
2: a studio apartment.
1: This is an opportunity. For her to get out and explore life a little bit, and I'm just so excited to give her this gift. You know,
2: are you going to put her in a carrier or just nope. let her? R- She's going r- to free ball
1: She's going to free ball it through the okay through the car.
2: She can't do that, but. Um... And I just, I want to, I have to go on record. I must go on record as saying that I think that this is a bit, just of a horrible idea. Of course
1: you do. Why do you say it like but that? Because if I, if, if I brought this up to you and I said, listen, we want to go see the lights and you're like, yeah, yeah. When do we all go in? And I told you.
2: Well, I wouldn't say that to begin with.
1: Right. And I said, let's take Ming. It would just be a big deal. But see, that's what's so beautiful. It's like Sean and I like, let's get her in the car and go.
2: All right. When is this coming down?
1: Uh, I think we're going to do it Thursday because Olivia is coming home from, Olivia is our sophomore at Tennessee who had a great semester, two A's and two B's, mad mad about one B. It was an 87.9, went to her, um, professor and asked her to round it up. I love somebody that does that. And the professor said, no, she was very angry about that. Okay. But I know I get it. Um, so anyways, she is coming home Thursday. Uh, if you're a big listener to the pod, you know that our other cat Fudge was relocated to Knoxville against his wishes, and he's coming. He came home for Thanksgiving,
2: and had did a horrible. I mean, had a horrible time.
1: He got better at the end because he he needs to settle in. You can't throw a cat in the car, drive him two hours, have him stay for a day or two, put him back in the car. I told her just to leave him here between Thanksgiving and Christmas, but she is convinced that this that the reason he was so upset is because he wanted to get back to Knoxville. I'm like, oh Lord Jesus,
2: it's like a, it's like a, a, a your grandmother with with uh, sunrisers,
1: something. So he's coming home Thursday. Is that what they call it? Yes.
2: Where they get anxious at sunset Sun, or something? Uh,
1: yes. Sundowners.
2: Sundowners, I see.
1: So he is coming home Thursday, and hopefully he'll be here for a l- lot longer, and hopefully he's going to settle in. But he's not going to see the lights, so. Okay.
2: I bet he's pissed about that.
1: Well, I'm afraid that they will stroke him out. He's a very old cat with one wobbly just Stroke him
2: out. I just think the lights
1: will be too much for oh, him. Oh, I
2: see. Like give him a, a, like a, a seizure or something.
1: Yeah. So I think he just needs to stay home and rest and recover. And she brings this heating pad for him and lets him sleep. I'm going to say one more thing, just as a sure, parent. Sure. You know, there's all these memes going around, and it is. Like, there's no love, like a mother's love or a father's love when your child's coming home from college, and it's so true. Like, I've gone to the grocery store. I've gotten all her favorites. You know, my pantry stocked. I'm ready to roll. Um, you know, her sheets are changed, fluffed and dusted. But I'm going to tell you something. Mm-hmm. Last time when she left after Thanksgiving, I mean, I've got brand new carpet up there. Redid this room. I mean, it looks like a hotel room. It's nice, it right? Does,
2: yeah.
1: And there's just like water bottles and hair ties, and I'm just like, can you just please? Pick up. Well, even more than that, just acknowledge the fact that someone has put together this wonderful space for you, and I know there's these moms out there that are listening to the pod that are like, I miss my kids so much, I'll take their dirty laundry up. Remember, people, I've still got one at home that I'm doing dirty laundry for and dealing, I'm tripping over shoes. Hey,
2: pause. She's 17, and she'll be doing her laundry herself.
1: The point is- What is it? When you, I get it. Maybe next year when all three are out of the house, I'll have a little bit of like that. And I do, listen, I miss them like crazy, but I still want you to clean up after yourself. You know what I mean? Well, like, you should, it just, you should yeah.
2: clean up after yourself.
1: Because now this is the same child, this one that Tennessee, who, when she was in sixth grade, just decided that she was just going to paint her nails on the carpet. It's like, okay, there were, there was nail polish everywhere all over the carpet. I'm like, what did, you yeah. Did it never occur to you to put down a towel or anything? And then there's another thing that we're dealing with right, here at the right. house. What's that? We have gotten a semi-diagnosis from one of Charlotte's friends, and I actually agree with this, that Roscoe is autistic. Easy. Autistic. Okay. And I think he is. I do believe he is. I'm just telling you guys. He.
2: What, what does an autistic person do?
1: No, he's a do- an autistic dog.
2: I understand that. Okay. okay. Is, there, is there a difference between autistic dog and autistic well, human? Well, we're not
1: going to go there. I mean, yes, obviously people are autistic and, and that makes them great. Listen, um, but Roscoe, yeah, he, yeah, he he is.
2: What are the symptoms of autism in dogs? You ready? Yes. Repetitive motions are characteristic of autistic behavior and can include a wide variety of actions such as circling a room over and over again. Yes. I, that's That's dogs in general. Or chronic tail chasing or obsessive teeth grinding. Other repetitive behaviors include lining up toys or other objects or obsessive chewing. Lining up toys. Come on.
1: It's more how he's so he gets in moods. And like, he won't leave my side. He'll basically have you trip over him. Like he knows you're trying to get around him and he'll trip over him. If you're going to get in the bed, he jumps in. He has no, maybe he's not autistic. He has no social cues. Like he, he, he. I don't know, he he jumps in the bed and won't give up his side. And, you know, like I have a lot of um, friends who actually have autistic kids and autistic kids are so brilliant. They're, they're some of the best kids in the world because they're just so brilliant. They're so funny. They have such great personalities. But sometimes they people like, you know, don't get angry. They, lo- they lose patience with them because they may not have as strong of social cues. If that makes sense, yes. um, But they're incredibly smart kids, brilliant, so loving. Like Brain Man is an example. Yes, and they're so loving, and they love telling you how much they care about you. They just wear their hearts on the sleeve. And, um, but they so I, mean, I don't want to at all appear like with Roscoe. I'm I, I, like I said, I have so many friends who have autistic kids, and I just they're just honestly such a joy to be around. However, sometimes they get mistaken, or they get in in like teachers who don't have the patience. You know, lose patience with them because they they are they can be repetitive or they they don't again have all the social cues. And he is that way. I'm telling you, he is the sweetest dog in the world, but he will just do things where you're like, Okay, you know what you're doing. So why are you doing this? And so my friend Ben, or Charlotte's friend Ben, who's I guess he's also my friend Ben, he like said he saw this special on dogs on Netflix. And that they were talking about dogs who exhibit signs of autism. And he said, listen, Roscoe has this.
2: Okay. Is Ben certified to make that diagnosis?
1: After watching this Netflix documentary, he feels like he is. Okay, but he's not. Well, I'm not saying that he's right, but it did give me pause to wonder.
2: Here's how you treat autism in dogs. Okay. Uh, Number one, medication. There's no single treatment for autism. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Uh, Number two, regular exercise.
1: Yes. Helps reduce
2: stress and anxiety. Yes. Uh, Number three is stress-free, safe, and secure place. Well, he's got that. Avoid situations that cause anxiety and stress in autistic dogs. A well bal- a well a well-balanced diet.
1: Well, he's on the farmer's dog. Yes,
2: talk about that for a minute. I mean, he gets his own food drop ship. Human yeah. food drop ship to the house every month. 30 meals for. Yeah. $800. It is not. Positive reinforcement. The dogs yeah. understand that.
1: Yes, they do. All humans understand. Okay, we're not talking about humans. Reinforcement. We're talking about dogs. Yeah.
2: The dogs yeah. understand it
1: though. Yes, they do. He doesn't need to be yelled at or shamed or well, no one does. Made to feel bad.
2: Is it just that he's neurotic, do you think? I don't know. Like he knows what's going on. He knows what's happening. But but he just can't respond in a normal fashion like a normal dog be. would. That could be. You know, maybe he's bipolar.
1: I think he's had some trauma.
2: But we know that. I ran over him with a 6,000-pound pickup truck twice. All right.
1: He's seen and heard a lot of things in his lifetime. And he's oh um, he's just trying to process it all.
2: Is he? That's what it is. All right. Well, that's all good to know. We're at the Trilla Studios uh, recording this episode of the podcast. I'm so tired. Uh, we'll race through this then. Get it done as quick as we can. <laughs> we uh, are, are here in Trillith. Trillith is halfway between Fayetteville and Peachtree City, Georgia, uh, where, where uh, Trillith Studios is located, where Disney shoots all the Marvel movies. There's about 32 sound stages here.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, and we were here uh, tomorrow. Brought, we're doing the show live from uh, the Brightmore Healthcare Studios Fayetteville tomorrow morning. Yes. The morning show for radio. Um, Do we have we, a luncheon? Why we yes, that's why. We have a luncheon tomorrow at work.
1: And we had a dinner out tonight with um, three great friends. Yes. Chuck Brown, who is a great um, uh, friend and- He's the administrator
2: of Brightmore Healthcare. And, yes, he's the
1: I'm sorry. Listen, I'm going to be a little slow tonight. I'm That's about, right. I'm about four wines in. You
2: are. Yes, indeed. And then we had uh, Chris Chitty Chitwood with us, general manager of Fayetteville Ford, and his, uh, his his beautiful bride, Bridget. Yes. Went to Enzo, a great steak restaurant here at, uh, at Trillith. And, uh, Here's my thing. Okay. Here okay. we go. Here we go, everybody. Here we go. Well- <laughs> I'm just going to put my headphones down sit back. Take me a ball yet? Go ahead.
1: I just feel like sometimes uh-huh. you oh, wow. rush through these meals, and but I, but I, but Finally, I noticed we there for it tonight. Two hours. I noticed it tonight. Like I think Chuck Brown was rushing. I mean, like, can people not just sit back and enjoy each other's company anymore, sure. and just let the the conversation flow where it does? And if it's a four hour conversation, it is. No,
2: there's no such thing as a four hour conversation.
1: Oh, there is. No, there's not. Okay, I, I mean, I've had it with a couple of people. Okay, well, good
2: for you. I don't have four hours in me. I don't. There's a. There, we've talked about this. There's a certain point when it's time to. Call for the check, which I did.
1: Is there any moment in your life where you will admit that some of the things that we go over on the podcast where people are like, gosh, he's just so difficult at times? Just, like, What's some difficult things, about that? But just in general about things. Is there ever anything where you're like, instead of just being like, that's who I am, where you'll be like, I probably need to work on that?
2: Um, that happens, sure.
1: Okay, so I'm going to out myself. It, if What is one thing that you feel like you really, in the new year, not, not that we're going to have, because uh, we don't believe in, revel. revel what is it? Re- resolutions. resolutions but what is one thing that you're kind of like you know what i do need to work on that um don't just throw something out i'm not
2: but I, I, you can't put me on the spot like that okay well i'll go okay all right go ahead I'm, I'm a i'm a generator not a reactor reactor not a generator no i'm a generator not a reactor never my what are you gonna work on
1: i want to well i've got to work on my health stuff i've got to get back to like working out and making time for myself Let's see. I'm, I've worked on my patience. What do I need to work on?
2: I don't know that I need to work on anything. Okay. But if something hits me between now and the end of the episode, I'll let you know. Is that fair? Yeah. All right. Friday, we're headed off to uh, headed off to, to Gainesville, Georgia, for Mark Wills in concert at uh, Boot Barn, which is a massive concert venue and and boot selling joint. All right. Mark Wills in concert. We're taking Donna from Gallery Furniture with us. Should we call Donna right now? No. Okay. We won't call Donna. It's too late. It's too late to call Donna. Uh, we will see her on Friday. We're going to meet at uh, Gallery Furniture, sixteen hundred Brownsboro, Gainesville. If you want to buy a ticket and join us, come on up.
1: Yes, we would love to see you
2: and shop while you're there.
1: Yeah, no, stop off at gallery and then meet us over at the boot barn. And hey, listen, if you um, have not been to gallery, it's not too late before the end of the year. You can get that trip in before the end of the year. If you've been saying like, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. Come on up. That's the thing I'm going to work on is my procrastination about things. Yes. Anyway. um, So if you have been procrastinating looking for new furniture, trying to find something for your home, or you've just driven by this location over and over and over again. And you're like, actually, that place looks pretty cool. But I just don't know. Do I want to go in there? They're not going to follow you around. They're not going to insist that you buy something. They're not going to lock you in there.
2: Not going to shut out your credit score.
1: No, none of that. They're not going to shame you. Um, but they are going to show you the great pieces that they have, and here's the thing: even if you're not in the market for furniture right now, maybe that's on your bucket list for next year. Go ahead and um, get some prices. She'll get you know, she'll get you set up with some pricing and all that good stuff.
2: I got some broccolini stuck right here, sorry. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry, finish. That was it. Uh, Donna can also guarantee financing with two two things, Donna. That's it: a checking account and six months on the job. And she's going to get you, and she's going to work her magic, and click her heels together, and bam, you have uh, you have have. Financing available, gallery furniture. Ask for the Wolfman, Ask for Donna. The address is sixteen hundred Brownsburg Joe Gainesville. Ask for the online.
1: So you know how people say like it takes a village to like raise kids and work and, and do all the stuff you're doing. I have to tell you the story that I've been happened the other day. So I have these two people that shop with me. They've literally shopped in my store since our store opened. He's a huge fan of our brand. They're young. They're probably 32, 33. And um, big Georgia vans, And she and her sister owned a restaurant and they, with their parents, and they sold the restaurant. I don't wanna to give too much information, but they sold the restaurant. And so, they, like I said, they've shot with me forever. And then she got pregnant and they had a little baby boy. And when the baby was born, he um, emailed me because he orders stuff for me all the time, like via email or texts me or calls me or whatever he comes in the store and said, I can't remember the baby's name, but anyways, he's here. We're going to bring him by the store. We want you to see him. And so they came in probably two weeks ago. And the husband was telling me that he gets paternity leave because, you know, that's the new thing. Like when we had kids, there was no paternity. Yeah. Like you didn't have paternity leave. Yeah. You know what I mean? You were right back to work. I mean, that's just how it goes. I got, you know, maternity leave. but um, You got so, paid for it. Yeah, no, I got paid really well. So he... um got to take some time off. And he's been doing that. And it's time for him to go back to work. And so him and I were talking and he is just, I'm holding the baby and he is over the moon about this baby, you know, just can't say enough about it. And so I have kind of a couch area. And I go over and I see his wife like sitting there. And she's just kind of like, staring at the TV. And I'm like, and I felt kind of bad because I was spending so much time with the husband and the baby. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, how's everything going? You know, oh, he's so cute. How are you doing? You know, and her whole thing was she worked so hard. Her and her sister and her parents worked so hard in this restaurant because um, it's a lot of work, as we were discussing with every other thing um, that she was so excited to have time off. And she was like, I'm OK. And I said, what's going on? And she was like, so he was going and trying on stuff. So I sat down on this couch with her, catty. Uh-huh. And I was holding this baby. And I'm just holding this baby. And this baby's just like cuddled up next to me, probably looking for like a teat or something right, to like, I, listen, nurse. Right, listen,
2: can't blame her for that. So
1: then she digs out this bottle. She said, well, the first thing that happened was, you know, I couldn't nurse. I said, I couldn't either. Don't worry about it. And my kids turned out just fine. And so I'm giving this little baby the bottle. And so she says, you know, she said, I she said, my parents, you know, my parents don't live here and his parents don't live here. And she said, I'm going to say something and I hope you don't judge me for this, but I don't even know why I'm saying this out loud to you, but I'm just going to say this. And I'm like, what's going on? And she's like, I'm just, I don't know what's, it's weird. I'm not bonding to like him the way I thought I would. I love him, but I feel like there's this like, and I don't know if it's because it's a boy baby, like there's this wall. And she said, and I have, like, we have steps in our house and I have this fear Of when I come up and down the steps with him, that I'm gonna drop him and kill him and smush him and all and so and I was like, okay, hold up. I said, I had the same thing. We had stairs in the house. It scared me to death. As I go up our stairs now, we actually just took the carpet off of them. I can still see myself, and I know you can too, carrying one of the kids, one of the girls, because Will was walking by that time, down the steps. And how many times would your, you know, I didn't thank God, but I mean, your sock can catch, you can fall. And I said, I have to tell you something. I think you need to reach out to your doctor. I think you're experiencing some postpartum depression. Sure. And she was like, I don't know. She said, I just, I have everything going on right now. And it's great. I have this new baby. We wanted a baby forever. I'm not having to work. He makes enough money to where. And she said, but I feel almost guilty. And I said, I totally understand. But like. Guilty for what though? Like that she's not feeling happy and overwhelmed and, you know, with gratitude. And she said, you know, I have so many friends who are trying so hard to get pregnant. She said, I just feel so bad. And I just said, you know, listen, I understand all that, but you are not in control of kind of what's going on with like hormones and all of this stuff. And it's just so overwhelming. I'll never forget, you know, sitting upstairs with Olivia after we had her and you had to do something for the radio station because you had to do stuff, you know, But it was like, it was like a concert or something. And I was like, I remember when you left thinking, wait a minute, in a weird way, his life hasn't changed at all. Like my life has really changed. You know what I mean? And I think, and not in a bad way, but I think sometimes as a parent, it, you're so invested in like the shopping for the baby and the getting all the stuff together and getting the nursery ready and having the showers and you're, everybody's so excited that you don't realize that when the baby comes home with you, it ain't going anywhere. Not that you want it to go anywhere. But it's really overwhelming, and you are a very young dad. You know, in, in regard to to most dads, I mean, you were super young. Like even when you had Will, 20, yeah, twenty six. You know, and just there's no handbook, and there's nobody to tell you anything. And you know, you're just you're both kind of just trying to do the best you can do and support each other. But I also think, you know, she said, and, and we used to be, you know, she talking about her husband. We used to be so close, and it's just like I feel like we're just ships passing the night. And I said, and you may be, but. You know, they say like, I hate this word, but it's a season. It is in your life because it goes up, it goes down. You know, it's like a seesaw um, and it will get better and some days it'll get worse. But you need to reach out anyways to your, you know, to your doctor, not your pediatrician. So fast forward this past Sunday, she came in the store and she said, I got to tell you something. She's
2: medicated and happy.
1: No, she's not medicated, but she said, It is an option for her, but she said they took my hormone levels and they were just, they had gone from super, super, super as they do high when you're having a baby to like almost non-existent. And she said, I just talked to my um, doctor, you know, for a while and it just made me feel so much better. And I just appreciate you, you know, talking to me because she said you could have just blown me off. But I said, listen, girl, us mamas, we got to take up for the next generation of mamas, you know? But,
2: But outside of her being a customer, you didn't know her, right?
1: I know them, but not that way. I've jokingly said to them, listen, I'll babysit the baby and everything. But it was the first time, honestly, Caddy, like I mentor a lot of young people. Obviously, I I feel strongly about women in business. But it was the first time where I, this is weird, and that it didn't bother me to be seen as an older woman giving advice. Does that make sense? It does. Like sometimes you're like, you want to pretend like, Don't I don't like even in business, there are things that I know in my current company. Oh my god, I would do them 100 different ways. But my company is full of very young people. So I don't say anything a lot of times because I vividly remember at the radio station, being like a young gun and there being some old woman or man that worked there. They're
2: easy to target.
1: And I was always respectful and loved them. I don't mean that, but just like, okay, yes, of course, you know how you used to do it in the dark ages. So I'm very careful dispensing advice. But for this particular moment, it just flowed like off my heart. And I just felt like, you know what? I got to dispense some advice here. And it was it really when I left that night, I thought this is the good side. You talk about all like the bad side of being old. This is actually the good side. You know, if somebody comes up to you like a younger guy or something and says, you know, I'm just I'm working my ass off. I've got these two kids and, you know, I'm working all the time. And, you know, you can say, listen, I've been there, you know, and and it is going to go up and down. And I think that is the advice that people do want to hear from you. Sometimes they don't want to hear your work advice because we sound sort of outdated, you know,
2: talking fax machines. Exactly. Pagers. But when it comes to
1: life and marriage and kids. I do think that there is a value in being on this earth for a while. You are know? you
2: charged? With, is that a responsibility? You think, as an as an older adult, to?
1: I don't think you like seek people out to right. say, "How's your marriage? Let or me tell you what can make what, it better." What if you
2: you are sought out, though,
1: if you're sought out, I, I definitely think you should. And I think people come up with these, you know, don't go to bed angry. Make sure you, you know, the woman's always right. You know, if Mama ain't happy, nobody's happy. Okay, please stop. Please stop. You know, stop. And I'm not saying all of those aren't true.
2: Well, but, well, hang on now. They're not.
1: But the reality of life lives in the nitty gritty, the dirty, the the hard parts. So to say to somebody, dude, I've been there. You know, I, I I've been there. I went for a whole year without... You know, where I didn't, you know, when I, when, you know, you and Dawn got divorced, where I was living in a truck, seeing my kid or what, you know, and it's just, I think when you can like dispense that advice and it genuinely makes someone feel better to feel like they're not so alone in their situation, because I know when we were going through that, I'll never forget the biggest thing that just hit me when we were traveling back and forth, going to see Will, I will never forget when I heard that Zac Brown song, Highway 20 20 Ride. I cannot to this day, I heard it the other day, I cannot listen to it without bawling crying because it was the first time that a song like words had ever perfectly described what it is like to be the parent on the other side where the kid doesn't because, you know, there's so many great words in there about you don't understand and you don't, you know what I mean? But I just remember like it, it hit me so strong and I remember thinking like, wait, so we're not the only people who are like getting off work and getting in a car and driving up the road to see a kid and spend time with him and try to get quality time in and make sure he knows we love him, even though at the end of the weekend we have to leave. And I don't know. And it was Wyatt Duratt. Yes. And he was going who, through who lived that story. He was going through the exact same thing. And I just so that's what I'm saying. I think sometimes like, are you obligated? No. But I think sometimes you just feel things on your heart when you see someone and you're like. And sometimes I think the words come out of other people's mouths where you're like, this is going to sound really weird to you, but I think you may have, or you might be, you know, that type of thing.
3: Part of you might hate me, but some please don't mistake me for a man that didn't care at all. So I tried. I slowly die inside Every time I turn that truck around Right at the Georgia line
2: Our um, classification as a music podcast, we often talk country music. Don and I combined have 40-plus years experience at the former Kix 1015 here in Atlanta. Uh, when we started back in the 90s, uh, the largest country radio station in America. Had some power. Had 100,000 watts. the a flamethrowing country hit song. A Cadillac Jack doing the nighttime ride. Crying, loving, or leaving. Remember that? I do. A song written by Marty Stewart in the bathroom at the former Kix at uh, Interstate North Parkway 360. Did you know what? that? Yeah, Marty Stewart wrote the theme song, Will You Be Crying, Loving, or Leaving. I wish I still had He
1: it. did?
2: Yeah, it was him singing it, too.
1: Okay, I am today. You You're never that. No.
2: Yeah, he wrote it in the bathroom at 360 Interstate North when he was doing a station visit one time.
1: What was he doing in the bathroom?
2: He was writing his theme song, Cry, I Love, and Leave
1: Why'd they put him in the bathroom? The
2: acoustics, Donna. Oh. And he had to poop. I don't know. Okay, I mean, all right, whatever. One or the other, but yeah, it's Marty Stewart. We love all kinds of music. We live, work, and play in the country music lane. Do a morning show on a country radio station. Jelly Roll. I uh, got two Grammy nominations, and he decided to do what, Donna? To brag, uh, not to brag, but who, who do you share big news
1: with? Call your mama.
2: Call your mama. Uh, she was watching Jeopardy or Wheel of Fortune or something and had, had the volume way up, as you're going to hear right near, Duke, and had the volume way up, as you're going to hear right now, as we eavesdrop on this conversation between Jelly
3: Roll and his mama. Calling oh, Donna Mom DeFord. Hello? What are you doing, baby? Yes, what are you doing? Well, it took me a couple hours to call you and tell you this because I wanted to say it without crying. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Your son? Yes? Yeah. I was nominated for... I was nominated for two Grammys. You got me <laughs> no, I was nominated for two Grammys. I was nominated for two Grammy Awards. Yes, ma'am. The Grammys, Mama? The Grammy Awards, the biggest award show in the world. I was nominated for the country duo with Laney Wilson and the best new artist. Yes, ma'am. It's the biggest thing that's ever happened. The end of January. Uh, you'll have
4: to- Mommy, cause I don't remember good. What do you think
3: about telling uh, she is so sweet. You're gonna love her to death. No, I, I, I remember when I bet you do. Oh. Do you want to come? Well, I'd love to come.
4: I gotta get a nice
0: dress.
3: We'll get you a nice dress, baby, for sure. We'll get you the best dress. All right, I want to come see the puppy. I love you, Mama. Bye. Now, what surprised you about the call?
1: The loudness of the TV. The fact that
3: He's has got her a puppy recently.
1: Yeah, I guess, or maybe we don't. How do we know she got her the puppy? She just said she had a puppy. My thing was like, like, I, like I'm always this way. Like I'm telling you, this is a thing that I I really practice. Like any of our three kids can send me a text, and I am like, if it's like good news, like a okay, for example, Olivia, I got two as I'm like, I'm so proud of you, so awesome, and I don't just put like, yay. Or like an emoji. I'll put like, you know, I make it a little bit longer. I'm like, I know you worked your butt off this, you know, this semester. And dad and I appreciate all your hard work. You're doing great. Can't wait to see you at home. Yeah. I just try to always put like, you know, when Will texted me like, you know, I don't know what, like he got, what about his new job or whatever, you know, I'm like, I'm so proud of you. You're going to kill it. You're doing amazing. You're just starting out. I just try to always do a little more than just
2: a smiley face emoji yeah or
1: like like and this happens sometimes with my mom i'm just gonna be honest with you like when you call she would be like that's one that not you know when she was maybe it was when she was younger she was more excited but like well that's good and you're like no no no, no that's 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 not the reaction i want you know what i mean but that's nana's reaction like if you called me and said well your mom was kind of the same way i agree like i would call her about something the kids were gonna, and, and again nothing bad it's just it was her more of her personality You know, your dad got very excited about stuff. He would be, you know, he was an excitable person. I have, as I've told you before, if you, if you, and I mean this with all sincerity, if you don't have someone in your life and you feel like maybe your best friends and stuff don't react the way they should, or maybe they're just jealous bitches and don't want you to like get ahead in life. If something's happened to you or your child, or you've gotten a promotion and you just, you're like, I wish there was somebody I could call. Call me. Call me. You'll be the hype person. Seriously. Call me or text me. Because I'm not just going to be like, good for you, girl. You go, girl. With like a strong arm. You know what I mean? I'm going to be like, I'm going to send you back something. I'm really proud of you. That's quite an achievement. You worked hard for it. You got to put a little more. You know what I mean?
2: Okay. What about Tandy Tucker, the Tandy Tucker reference?
1: Oh, sorry. Back to that. Um, I thought that was cute. She just wanted to know. Like, she's off Jelly Roll and his two Grammys. And she just she's wants to know about Tandy, Tandy Tucker. Tucker. It's interesting. He called his mom baby.
2: I thought we did this on radio yesterday. And as I was listening to it the first time, I thought the exact same it's thing. A little weird. Let's listen to it again.
3: Okay. I'm
4: Donna, Mom, DeFord. Hello.
3: What are you doing, baby? Yeah, I don't know. Kind of gives
2: me the willies. I flagged that too yesterday, but I didn't we want to say anything want to make on radio. It weird. That's, that's a big difference between radio and podcast. I know. I, I don't know that I ever called my mother baby. No, in my life.
1: I'm wondering if maybe though she's what I don't know. Maybe she's older, or she's having some you know memory problems or something. I mean, I think it's a term of endearment. It's a Southern thing, but it just to me feels weird. Like if Will ever called me baby, I'd be like, what?
2: Yeah. The hell? yeah. Uh so Mama's getting her new dress. Mama's yeah. going to see uh, Jelly Rolls Grammys, two nominations, including best new Artist, which is huge for sure. I've been in country radio my entire life since I was fifteen years old. Who do yeah. your friends or family members think that, that like you were connected at the hip to? And you really you didn't have their cell phone number, much less at well, Popeye's mean, with them or something.
1: No, but I was very different because I was in sales. So I didn't cross paths with anyone. You actually did. I mean, you had plenty of artists' phone You had Eric Church's well, yeah, phone. I mean, but, you had plenty of people's phone numbers.
2: It was my mother. Who thought that Kenny Rogers and I were best friends? So if I made that phone call, say, "Mama, I just got nominated for CMA Major Market Radio Personality of the Year," she's like, "Oh my goodness, what? Who?" Uh, and you went through all that like jelly roll because I'd have to do the exact same thing with my mother. And then you would get to the uh, she she would just, "How's Kenny Rogers doing?" "Hi, w- Mama. I-, I don't know Kenny." I- or
1: like, or she would say like, "Well, are you going to be able to get us any tickets for Kenny?" Like it almost be not even wanting to know how he's doing, just like, "Are you going to be able to get us tickets to see Kenny?" Yeah, he's coming through Charlotte. It's like, well, okay, well, we're talking about me and my yeah accolade.
2: Yeah, I live in Atlanta, Mama. That's one of the first calls you make, or not the first call you make. Good news about yourself. Good news about your spouse. Good news about your grand, you know, your kids or grandkids. You call your mama,
1: your dad, especially. He was always great. Like when we would get together, he would ask me about what was going on with my job, just as much as you. You know what I mean? He was very, very kind about all that stuff, and just he was very proud. I think of both of us. He, he really was. He was good about that. And I wish I,
2: think, I could call them both right now.
1: I know. I think part of it was because he was in sales too. Like when you're a salesperson, you kind of uh, you get it, you know.
2: How's Kenny doing? Kenny who? My Kenny in promotions. you' at the radio station.
1: That you're know, like the Lorax of men, where you speak for the men, like the Lorax really? speaks for the trees. Right. Like, yeah. I think you'd be surprised. Sometimes you say stuff like, the, the men don't like that. And I'm like, That's not true. There are a lot of men who do like that. Okay. Maybe you don't, but yeah.
0: Yep, she nailed it. Cadillac Jack and Donna. Join us weekday
2: mornings 5 30 a.m. till 10 a.m. Eastern. Atlanta's the Bear 925. Cadillac Jack and Donna Moore. Download the free Bear app, listen anywhere. Search for the Bear 925 wherever you download your apps. There's a family that for 35 years has hosted the city between Thanksgiving and Christmas and invited everyone to drive through their their farm and enjoy the Christmas lights. The Gaddy Family Christmas Extravaganza is known by most everybody here in Atlanta. It's, a, it's that go-to spot when your family's in town or when you you, you need to get a, a shot at Christmas spirit.
1: Yeah, I passed it on the way up here. There were people like, they were waiting. I know that's what, it was. they were waiting to get in.
2: In August of this year, a freak storm here on the south side in Fayetteville caused one lightning bolt. To strike their barn, one of one of a couple barns they had on the property. But this particular barn that got struck by the lightning uh, held the components of the the, the drive through Christmas extravaganza, uh, the computer parts, the the, the stakes. The uh, wasn't necessarily the decorations, but it was the parts that you have to have working in order to pull it off. You know, so there was a lot of concern, a lot of discussion back in August whether or not the Gaddy family was going to be able to pull it together, get things replaced, reprogrammed in time for the Thanksgiving night launch of the. Christmas Light Extravaganza. They were on the show
1: gosh. Christmas lights Extravaganza. Yes, last year. Christmas Light Fight or whatever it is. Yeah, Gaddy Family.
2: G-A-D-D-Y yeah. Gaddy Family. Uh, I'd never met Mike or Gwen. They're a married couple. Uh, they own the property that was gifted to them by their father or Mike's father. Never met him before, but I was just compelled to drive to the farm. Gosh, it was within 10 days of the the, the fire, which was on a Tuesday back in August. We had a great time. About an hour and a half visit with the Gaddy Family. I want to share that with you now.
0: For for more than 30 years, the Gaddy family's holiday light display brought a lot of joy to countless families in Fayette County. But a bolt of lightning has put their tradition in jeopardy now, destroying the barn where many of their decorations were stored.
1: It's heartbreaking, really. Eleven Alive's Caris Belger is in Fairborn, and she shows us how the family is trying to keep their spirits and that of their community merry and bright. For Mike and Gwen Gaddy, the season always starts early. Six months out
4: of the year, we are working on it in one way or another
1: on their Christmas light extravaganza.
4: It's just lights to us, but we, we're very blessed. We have a lot of people that are
1: faithful returners. Gwen says she was working on some new additions Tuesday on what started as a silent night.
2: Less than a week after the storm and the bolts of lightning hit the barn, destroying many of the components of the brain of the gaddy Christmas operation. I drove out to the farm. Never met Gwen, never met Mike. Pulled into in my truck. Mike was in the front yard. Greeted me like we'd known each other for decades. When curious as to who I was, about 10 minutes later, wanders out from the kitchen. She took me back to that Tuesday in August of this year.
4: I was in the basement painting, and I heard, you know how you hear arc? Sure, this little yeah. arc And the panel is down there, and so it was still raining a little bit. I said, come, come down here and look at this panel, make sure nothing's up with it, because I'm a scaredy cat. Right. But anyway, he looked at everything. We didn't see anything. Power was still on. Cable was still on. All was good. We didn't hear any big Boom or anything until our neighbor drove in.
2: Despite Mother Nature delivering a blow to the Gaddy family and to the Southside and Fayette County community, everybody bounced back, pitched in, and on Thanksgiving night, the Gaddy family Christmas lights returned.
4: When you have a loss, you, you feel pretty defeated. Yeah. But then you have these people that pop into your life that you don't even realize knew you existed or even cared if you existed. Right. And it's given us a whole new inspiration to keep
2: on well listen for 30 36 years is that right 36 years yeah we, this will
4: be 36 i
2: mean we are aware of the gifts that you give you know, the community know, i mean every every year for 36 years how long have you been here at this property all your life I all those years
4: well me he built I, I was, this house when he was 19 years old did you wow
2: well, and you and your daddy yeah. bought the uh, built the barn
5: we built the barn my daddy bought this property probably back in 63 then he gave us two acres each Okay. To build a house, and, and he plainly said, if I give you two acres, you have to build a house on it. If you don't build a house, I'm taking the land he, back.
4: He took them to the bank, scared him to death. He, took to, he, took, were, so, he was 19, how many, his brother was 20. So
5: two brothers? I had one brother and one sister. Okay. So, so, uh, but but that barn was Daddy farmed this land, and that barn was something that was important to him. So I helped Daddy. He helped me build the house too. He showed me how to how to build it. Right, right, but right. I, I, from from two by fours to wiring to everything else, Daddy showed me how to do it. And then what what a learning. i learning. learning, he taught me more than any, any college could have ever, because I didn't finish college. But
4: they did, and then they built that.
2: And then we built the, barn. the barn So, what a loss, too, on the other hand.
5: Oh, well, they, his memories are all in that barn. Um. Wow. And, of course, I remember my kids, they were telling us stories about how they used to go down there without us knowing it. They loved going down there climbing through the hay and jumping right. jumping down off the hay and landing in a in a pile of hay. And we well, had no idea they were down there. Nothing, though. Nothing
2: compared to what the kids are doing these days. You know, let's be oh, thankful they were I'm, in the barn yeah, jumping I in the hay. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I could jump for joy <laughs> that that's what they were
4: doing. Seriously.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. I was not mm-hmm. jumping in the hay when I was probably yeah, there. Right? Exactly. You know, so Be, be grateful. Mm-hmm. I continue to share my visit at the Gaddy Farm with Mike and Gwen Gaddy. And Gwen explains how she handles all the women firing on Mike when they get where they were going. Mike and Gwen Gaddy on the Bear 92.5 Cadillac and Don.
0: You can enjoy the Gaddy Christmas lights at 898 Sandy Creek Road, Fayetteville, nightly from 6 to 10. Weather permitting, visit the Gaddy family on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Gaddy family.
4: just outside Atlanta, Georgia.
0: Merry Christmas. How are y'all doing
4: tonight? The spirit of Christmas is once again burning bright at the home of Gwen and Mike Gaddy. Their dazzling drive through display. Oh, that was so long. We're so glad you're back. But this season's beloved tradition. didn't happen. Over the summer, the barn where they stored their massive Christmas decoration collection burned down. Decades of memories gone. He looked at me and he said, I don't think we can do it. But within days, neighbors, friends, even total strangers started donating lumber, lights and hundreds of boxes filled with new decorations. It was a a continuous flow for about a week and a half of about 50 packages a day. I think Amazon thought what is going on here?
5: (laughs) It was amazing how the people that have been coming to our display for for 35 years, they stepped up and they said, we want this display to continue.
4: The Gaddies say it takes them until at least February to pack everything up every year, and they're going to keep doing this as long as they can.
2: That is anchor Kate Snow from NBC Nightly News. Last week, a report on the Gaddy family Christmas light extravaganza. It's a worldwide story in our community, in our backyard in Fayetteville. Less than 10 days after the fire in August, I drove to the Gaddy Farm. I'd never met Mike or Gwen, but I felt compelled to go and have a conversation with them. So the barn is where?
5: The all the way back to the back okay
2: of the, we've got a lake down there but it's right beside the lake okay. down there and and so the decorations if I, if I understand the story correctly most of the decorations are kept off property or they no, were not they're wooden, not in that barn not in that barn okay.
4: the, the most critical all the bare bones of the decorations we should be the, were in where the wires right the stakes that we stand everything wooden and some of the metal stakes we're going to be able to um preserve i think here. right there a lot of them are just melted and it, it's crazy and and then and just well and every time he goes down there he realizes another loss we we lost the columns to the castle we lost the big carousel that we've had for 30 years we lost the ho 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 which was our first the first thing he made to put out oh, there wow. but you know the thing is we didn't even know it was on fire it could have just as well been our home so we're alive and we're able to try to get this thing together and no amount of money could buy what he's lost
2: the ho 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 display that gwen mentioned was rebuilt by their son delivered as a surprise to gwen and mike just before thanksgiving when the lights turned back on the loss though ran deep including tractors that mike had restored with his father that were in the barn that was struck by lightning that tuesday in august
5: one of them was a 641 Workmaster work and the other right. one was a Ford 2000. Wow. But the, 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 the one that meant the most to me was uh, probably about a 1949 tractor that we had restored Together, yeah. yeah, no, no, no. My dad, now dad is dad's been gone about thirty years. And okay, I had, and that's I that just really remodels. So oh, I apologize. I already I <laughs> it. Don't, don't make. You I didn't, carry my, <laughs> <one>. I didn't <laughs> carry my boy. I carry my boy. I'm sorry. No, no, I, but I, I did. I, I had it. I had the motor rebuilt and got got it painted and just had it looking like a brand new tractor.
4: It was when he. um when our neighbor pulled up to let us know she was seeing smoke from the back side of the Brian, property, okay. we were totally unaware. But by that time, it was rising above those trees, and he went flying through the woods. And he came back up here. He said, call 911. He said, I've got to go back and try to save my tractors. But they were surrounded by, like, a lot of chemicals, gas. protein, okay. Okay. gas tanks. Tank. And he just had to stand there and watch them
2: burn.
4: All kind of stuff, doctor's buggies. A, a wooden um phone booth no, he no, loves antiques. yeah, antique, yeah,
5: uh, yeah. So uh, a he, wooden phone booth with the, the bifold door okay this is from 100 years it, ago right
4: it just makes you sick only man, because i knew it meant a lot to him it's just anyway all of our children's riding toys from the time they were uh, birth i mean even my bicycle that my dad built me back just, in 1984 yes sir you got that right <laughs> I'm glad
2: you picked
5: up Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I knew that. I knew that. It might have been, You might have had it earlier than that. I bet. I bet. Yeah. Yeah,
2: you're going to dance yeah, class yeah. Well, wait, so tell, me, tell me about that. What's, so where, do you, where do you go? Well,
4: we're going to the Johnsboro First Baptist Church. Okay. We're doing ballroom this time. But okay. we, our, our love is really country swing. West Funny. Coast swing, East Coast swing. Okay. We do cha-cha, waltz. We do them all. Not, gr- not very well, but we but, do a but, lot. I'm,
2: sure, I'm sure it's fantastic, and we it doesn't fun. matter. We have it a lot of matter. fun.
4: I love line dancing. He doesn't, okay. but he, he's, he's nice, and he goes with me.
2: There are many more that would not than would.
4: I know. I'm really thankful for that. But, you know, he's always loved to dance. From the time we started dating, we've danced. We took from Arthur Murray in Atlanta. That's when he would drive to Atlanta.
2: Dancing is one of the many loves that Mike and Gwen Gaddy share at least three times a week. They take dance lessons. And apparently, the ladies in the classes love them some Mike Now You're
4: going to have to get in the shower. Oh, my God. We we don't like to rotate, but we have to rotate. And I don't want the other ladies to think you stink.
2: Mm, Actually, you might want to. They're going to come after them. (laughs) They ain't
4: nothing
2: special. If he he stink, they ain't coming. No,
4: no, they're not. Uh, That blonde won't like you
2: anymore. Uh, We can't have that. It's something you're doing together yeah. it's something yes. you're doing out and, of the house and some of our yeah. great, church
4: our great friends are doing it yeah. so you got to keep living keep trying to stay yeah. able to have
2: fun I <laughs> I, you're telling me that people just like me have, have, have stopped and have, have shared memories with you just like i did with my mother yes. uh, with you um mm. just uh heartwarming but um you yeah. know the holidays can be tough holidays they're you know, coming up y'all holidays can be tough for a lot of people
4: Hol- Holidays of the world.
2: we we've seen a lot of our
5: friends Come through here with their parents or grandparents, and then all of a sudden, in a few months, we find out they've, they've they've lost
4: them. One day we came out and there was a big pile of unfinished an unfinished project, which happened to be a sleigh and reindeer. Okay, and there was a letter on it, and we missed we missed whoever it was. My dad cut this out, and he had intentions of finishing it. And we used to we come through here each year, and we thought we, this, there wouldn't be a better place to leave this. Wow. It's things like that. I mean, it's all and, the and time. I, and
5: I put it together, and those people would come back every year, and they want to know, where, where is where's the it? slate? We? They want to see well, it. And they love seeing their daddies or granddaddies slay. Well,
4: and another thing, which is really neat, because he's a huge Alabama fan. Okay. His whole family.
5: Sorry about that.
2: His whole family <laughs> is Alabama Sorry fan. About
4: that. They're from Alabama. So, but anyway, um, a family came through. And they wanted to give us a sleigh. Their dad had played on the Alabama team, and I they had made play. him a sleigh with Bear Bryant as Santa Claus, and the, <coughs> the reindeer were actually elephants. And it's really cute. Okay,
5: and we and and we so, put it right out there at the corner. And there's a lot of people that like it. And there's a whole lot of people that don't like it. That's okay. <laughs> how's that? How's that possible? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Granddaughters and oh, grandsons listen, that have, are either Georgia or Auburn friends. My, okay, we, we
4: my know. son-in-law is a die-hard Georgia fan. He's he's turned my daughter kind of right. But, but all my children went to Georgia Southern, so they can kind of okay. go either way. Right. There you go. Um, yes. How yeah. many?
2: How many kids total?
4: We have three children. Okay. They're, um, our son will be, they're all in their 40s except
2: him, and he'll be 40 on this one's birthday. They, Which is? They share is, a birthday, October 2nd. Here's an interesting story. My son and I share their birthday. Do you really? June 8th. Isn't that special? Also, June 8th. You don't forget that birthday. We have the same name as well.
5: Oh, that's just yeah. Michael yeah. and Michael. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's
2: Will William. Every, How about Everybody yeah. in our
4: family's name is Michael,
2: actually. Okay. <laughs> well, that's confusing.
0: Get Christmas and out names. and yeah. grabbing them boxes everybody under answers. the
2: tree. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, seriously. The big box. Everybody wants yeah. to trade up.
0: You can enjoy the Gaddy Christmas lights at 898 Sandy Creek Road, Fayetteville, nightly from 6 to 10. Weather permitting, visit the Gaddy family on Facebook at facebook.com slash Gaddy Family.
2: If you are a podcast listener in Atlanta, the Gaddy family, G-A-D-D-Y, facebook.com slash Family G-A-D-D-Y. Get details there nightly through uh, first of the year. Uh, Kate Snow, you heard uh, from NBC Nightly News. They were featured on there last week. All the local media outlets have been all over the family. Uh, not all over them, but just, you know, getting them publicity. And it's just, it's a big story here. Very funny, loving married couple. They were, they were a hoot. They really were. I, when we go on vacation, I think they should feel in force.
1: Yeah. They're really cute. It's
2: Mike and, Mike and Gwen. I like
1: the way they like kind of like, you know, kid each other. Really cute. New Year's
2: Eve's coming up around that next term. Monday is Christmas Day. One week for Monday is New Year's Day, Donna. New Year's Eve is it's, Sunday night. Sunday night. No, New rock. Year's Eve is the
1: 31st. But isn't it Monday night or no? No. Okay.
2: It follows a week from Christmas. Sunday
1: night. Yeah. How hard do you party on a Sunday night? I don't know. For New Does New Year's it matter? Eve? Is it New Year's Eve? I don't know. Maybe. I I don't know. Uh. I don't know what people's go-to thing is anymore for New Year's Eve. Do you?
2: You can ring in the New Year at uh, tons of places. Celebrating 2024 in Awesome Alpharetta. Okay, here we go. You ready? Yes. Ring in 2024 here in Awesome Alpharetta and uh, qualify for a trip to enjoy New Year's in Alpharetta at AwesomeAlpharetta.com. Uh, whether you are local, maybe you're new in town, or just passing through, you're going to find something to do. Ring in the new year. at uh, these New Year's Eve celebrations, Donna. Noon Year's Eve.
1: I love Noon Year's every Eve. Every year at Avalon. Yeah, we talk about it all the time. Every year.
2: 10 to 1, 10 a.m. to 1 a.m. Uh, to get the kids but, out.
1: 10 to 1 a.m.? 10 to I'm one... sorry,
2: 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. <laughs> yeah,
1: I was about to say. 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. So it's a great event. You bring your kids over and they get, you know, it's we've talked about this, we talk about this every year when New Year's comes up. When you've got these kids in these little age groups, you feel guilty for going out because first of all, you got to find somebody to keep all these kids. You know what I mean? On New Year's Eve, which is not easy. We used to always go up to the mountain house and your mom would keep them and they'd run around banging pots and pans. We've talked about this yes. before. Well, and, I did that with my granny. And you and I would go to the spa. We would go to the old Edwards and have a great meal and go to the spa. Boy, what would we do to be back at that old Edwards. You know what I mean right now? Just yeah, having people yeah. rubbing on you. Anyway, so um, you know, you always do, you do kind of feel guilty because they they get to an age where they kind of know that it's New Year's Eve and they want to celebrate. So New Year's Eve is great. You bring all the kids over to the hotel at Avalon. They have a DJ. They have face painting. Blue they drop. Have, oh my gosh, they have so much going on, and the kids are done with New Year's Eve. And you're like, Happy New Year! Time to go to bed,
2: kids. Time to go at home. 1, one one p.m. Yep. Uh, ringing the New Year early at Dave and Buster's North Point Parkway. Uh, they're offering unlimited video gameplay all night long. That's fun. Plus, enjoy an all-ages ginger ale toast with a special video countdown.
1: I love it. They're
2: going to open the doors at 4. Uh, Velvet Notes New Year's Eve Gala. New Year's Eve, 6.30 p.m. to 1 a.m.
1: Velvet Notes is fantastic. They have some of the best jazz artists. Incredible jazz and blues artists. Great place to go if you've never been.
2: Roaring Social invites you out to the bootlegger ball.
1: Yeah, that, that, place, that? that place gets going.
2: 8 p.m. to 1 a.m. On uh, Milton Avenue, downtown uh, Alpharetta. Cut a rug with fellow dancers and live music by the Atlanta Soul Band.
1: Yeah, I'm telling you. It's like that Rupert's Band. And you can dress up. You can wear like um, like your 20s garb. And it, that is a that is a good time.
2: Like going on at AwesomeAlpharetta.com, come ring in 2024 with us. We'd love to have you. Great uh, hotel packages and hotel deals. Whatever your price point, you'll find exactly what you're looking for. Turn down the sheets. Welcome 2024. AwesomeAlpharetta.com. Enjoyed hosting you here at the Trilla Studios, Brightmore Healthcare Studios here in Trilla. Yeah,
1: I like when we're like together. And,
2: uh, radio join us five 30 till 10 a.m. Weekdays, Eastern five 30 a.m. Till 10 Eastern on Atlantis, the Bear 92 Fives, Cadillac, and Donna, Jack, the Jacks. And we wake you up five mornings a week. Download the app. Listen from wherever you're listening to this podcast right now. It's absolutely free. Search for the bear. 925. wherever you download your app. So thanks to executive producers, Carl Appen and Hans Appen production assistance from Steve Mitchell at Ingo studios in Atlanta. Steve provides a production assistance for the podcast and also the radio show. And, uh, I think that's it, Donna. That's
1: all we got. I think that's it too. I'm gonna go night night.
2: Good night. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday of Catalytic Jack My Second Act, part of the App and Podcast Network.
1: I just don't like some people don't see the world the way I do. And they're just heartless and their hearts are like the Grinch. They're just black and rotted like you cooked it too long on the grill. Okay, mine is just happy and pink and beating and loves everyone.
0: Boy, Cadillac was smart to hitch his wagon to her. Cadillac, Jack and Donna.